Hi there, I'm Annette of Arab Africa Coaching, and you are listening to Coffee and Stars podcast, a platform for candid and unconventional narratives about the place of the young African woman in society. In this episode, I speak to wellness coach, Coach Dilo Diaka, who is passionate about helping young people, especially women, to develop good relationship with food and build healthy habits. Introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us the things you are passionate about. Good evening. Um, my name is Delo Diaka. Um, you can call me Coach D. Um, I'm a wellness coach, as you rightly said. Um, I've been doing this for roughly four years actively now. Um, I started on my wellness journey when I myself needed to feel well, to feel alive. I didn't like my lifestyle. So my road to becoming a wellness coach started for myself, trying to work on myself, trying to be better, trying to experience a happy life. And um, that is how I found um, what I do now. That's great. A wellness coach is simply someone who guides you on what to eat, um, you know, through your journey on a healthy, active lifestyle. Like I said, what to eat, um, exercises, motivating you. And um, with what I do, I don't do it alone. I do it with a team of coaches who also assists. Um, so basically, that's what we do. We just motivate you. We are there for your questions. Um, anything that you need help with concerning your nutrition, your health um, journey, you know. Um, yes, basically, that's it. Okay, thank you very much. I I was tempted to jump on the happy life, but we are going to have a conversation on it today, so I'm going to be patient on that. So I want you to tell us about your role models. Who who are the people who have motivated you or inspired you generally in your life? Okay, who are my role models? And I think depending on what um, my goals have been, you know, in my life so far, I find motivation from um, people who I see go through struggles like I've gone through and have um, sort of succeeded in the area. It's, it, it always gives me the confidence that I could also get there. So. Um, one of the people that has always been a strong source of motivation has been my mom. I had to grow up with my mom alone, um, you know, due to certain circumstances. So it was just my mom and I um, motivating me. Whenever people said negative things, my mom would say the opposite to me. You know, you can do it. You can get out of this environment. You can go far in life, you know. When I was leaving my mom to the city, my mom told me a lot of people say my child will become a bad child if she goes to live with um, family um, away from me. But I want you to prove them wrong. I know you can do it. You can, you know, succeed and make me proud. So I think she's been a constant source of motivation. Um, at certain points in my life, I've had to look up to people who have done certain things as we go. 
Can you hear me? I was just saying that my source of certain situations or people I can identify with who have gone before me when I look at a certain goal I want to achieve and I see that they have done it. It gives me that confidence that I can also do it. And um, I mentioned my mom being a strong source of motivation and inspiration to me, always being there to tell me the positives whenever people said the negative. And that's, I think, went, you know, contributed so much into becoming who I am today. So, yes. That's great. Thank you for sharing. And I think that um, I I also definitely... um, seek inspiration from many, many women. My mom also has been a strong, um, influential woman in my life. I, I look up to several others who also give me inspiration uh, on this journey. There is a thing about, um, and I like to ask this question to people who have, who seem to have gone against the tide who seem to have been able to find a way to do the things that they truly um, love and also um, enjoy the life they have created or contributed to creating. Because people tend to think that our we do not have control of um, what we choose to do, the kind of work we choose to do what you get to do or etc. But I want to find out from you what made you realize that you did not like where you were previously and needed to make a change to your purpose. One of the key things that made me switch from the norm, like you're saying, is um, time freedom. So, I mean, I I didn't exactly hate what I was doing. I was a medical rep before I switched to what I do. But having to always seek your boss's permission to have time to even go to the hospital yourself, you know, to have time to take your mom to see a doctor if she wants to go, to have time to travel when maybe it's something that brings you joy, but you have to do it on a weekday. There were times when it was difficult and I wondered how it was going to be with a family, having a family of my own, having kids, um, what if my child fell sick? Would I have to seek permission from my boss? What if I had an important presentation and I couldn't, you know, get away from that? Who would have to take care of my child? I was thinking about having to take my child to the daycare, you know, resuming after maternity leave and all of that. These things had always been questions that bothered on my mind, you know what it was going to be like. So when I found something that presented me with an opportunity of um, controlling my own working hours and being able to work around my family, I think that was the catching um, part of it all for me. 
because I, I, I always wanted a way out of that system of, you know, the nine to five. I was working from eight to five, even though it was repping and then there were days you could squeeze in time to finish early and get home. You know, it was still not the same. So when I found something that would have me, you know, plan my own time to work, you know, do it around my family. Now having a daughter, I see how important my decision I took five years ago has impacted on my life because I'm there for her. I mean, I'm available. I I can't be available 24-7 like I thought I could be. But I think I'm around here 90% of the time, giving her the love and attention she needs, um, being there for any appointments, seeing all the milestones, you know. So that's, that's, that is it for me, you know, having to spend time with my spouse. My spouse has to, you know, husband has to work shifts. And so he doesn't even have fixed, um, you know, weekday job, weekend um, off he can be off on a weekday. So being there when he's off on a weekday, being there when he's off on a weekend, whichever works, I am almost all the time, you know, available, you know, in present to sort of um, help also foster that marital relationship. So for me, I mean, um, the time freedom was my biggest um, catch move and, I would always be thankful for finding this opportunity to do something with my life um, and still having time for family. Yeah. Hello. Okay, does it Annette? sound like a happy life? Like, <laughs> D, does it sound like a happy life? This sounds like, well, you have the time, oh. you have um, you're able to spend time with your family, you're able to um, spend time with your child, your your husband, your family, etc. Now, I also want to know what kind of sacrifices did you have to make? What kind of sacrifices did you have to make to come to this point? Because um, definitely there are fears that you have to deal with. Definitely there are people who would say things to you. There will be the naysayers who would say, are you crazy? How can you leave such a stable job to go and follow something that you think is your passion? Or how can you just <laughs> leave this? Aren't you, uh, is it, are you being responsible by taking this kind of decision to, to, to go and do something that you do not know the outcome of? So how, how was it like? What did people say to you? I mean, a lot of them. When I started on this journey, I had my mates ask me if I thought I could succeed with this. So um, I had a lot of this, you know, come up. I Okay. All right. So I, I had a few of my mates from the university ask me if I thought I could succeed with this because um i i took up an opportunity that before i joined looked like a street kind of job people walking about just telling people hey i can have around on it um i had my own family you know tell me look for something better to do than this this is not a job that suits an university graduate um i had people ask me when do you plan on looking for a proper job i had 
you know, you name it, all those comments that comes from people who are um, so used to seeing us dress up, you know, in heels, get up, sit in an office and come back. And so, um, I mean, I had my days where I was also scared. All these things kept on on my bad days when I didn't have people believing I could coach them. Um, I would always wonder if I could also succeed with it because, of course, um, people were asking me. And here's the case uh, before I started getting people to trust me enough to lead them. I wasn't getting anyone. So, of course, I would question if this was the right path, you know. Um, Then the financial aspect came up. Will I be able to make enough, you know? Will I be able to make enough to take care of myself, to take care of my family if I need to? All these things came up. And the naysayers, trust me, it never ends. It never ends. Even now that I've been able to I wouldn't say create a name. I'm not maybe a big name out there, but at least I can say I have brought a lot of respect upon what I do now. Even now, I still have people who would, you know, look down on me. I've had a potential client before. We went talking and I started talking to her and all that. When I mentioned, you know, what I do and all, she sort of looked at me like um, I'm, I don't know. I don't even want to think about what she was probably thinking about. But I face it sometimes. I mean, it's reduced so much. Um, Now, the very people who would ask me if I thought this was a job that I was going to put my all in, I have people refer, I have those people refer people to me to help them. And so I know I'm making an impact with it now. But then it wasn't funny at all. There were days when, I would even, I mean, I lost a friend in the process because the person was always trying to make me feel worthless with what I was doing. And there was a time I had to snap a little and it didn't really go well. But I mean, I have learned um, to tackle these things more easily, you know, smile through them and live the life where people know that I have been able to make something out of it. And that is why I seek to also make other women or other people who want to know how I've done it or how I'm doing it, you know, to have that respect, to have that um, sort of good brand for people to trust you enough to come to you without looking down upon you. Yes, I, think that's um, I feel I have walked point. the route and um, yeah. now I can Thank look you, back. D. I think that is an important point you made. I'm losing you, Yes, there's an important point you made about um, losing a friend. And I I think that um, that is something that we should be comfortable with, that um, sometimes when we have our dreams and our goals, there are some people who would um, (laughs) make you lose faith. And especially at a time when you are beginning, the last thing Uh you need are the people who would discourage you because already you are having a silly tennis match with yourself about whether this thing will go well, won't go well, how do you feel? So you have to deal with that yourself. And to have to constantly deal with people, family members, friends, acquaintances, colleagues, who would also discourage you and project their own fears on you, it becomes even more 
difficult. I want to talk about the role of limiting beliefs in um, such a conversation on the road from passion to purpose. What does this um, um, contribute? Because as individuals, from our experiences, from our education, our education has told us one thing about um, going to school, um, finishing, getting a degree, etc. Um, the, the job market has told us um, something about what we are supposed to be. We have something you are supposed to be. And if you are not that thing, you become an other. So how does your own limiting belief, how do people, um, because of these experiences um, with their limiting beliefs, how do they contribute to um, the journey and what can people do to ensure that their beliefs support them uh, on the journey from passion to purpose? Okay. Um, I hope you can hear me. Just let me know yes, the feedback and then I'll continue. With limiting beliefs, I think um, for those of us who do um, jobs, or should I say who follow our passion and then work on our passion jobs, sometimes there's this belief that when you love something and you are doing it, you are not doing it for the money. Yes, you may have a passion for it and you, you may not be concentrating fully on the money. But once it is a job, just like I would go and sit in an office and close, I expect to be paid also on what I'm doing because I'm giving you value. And I expect you to value the value I am giving you to pay me for it. And I think there's a limiting belief around that area. When you are passionate about something, people want to come to you for your knowledge, for the value you give, and then they want to get it for free. And that limiting belief, I think, has affected a lot of um, businesses people do with passion, you know, these kind of passion jobs. You know what I mean? You know what some of us do as wellness coaches, as life coaches like you also do. And so they want all the juices. They want all the free things. And it's a limiting belief. You need to also accord it the same respect you would walk into an office and then pay for your services. You should also have that belief that you need to be paid for your service. And that is why you need to bring some value to the table for someone to want to pay you for the value you give. Another limiting belief is we think that we need to work many and many and many years before we can make it in life, before we can find happiness. I think it's also a big limiting belief. You find people killing themselves in a job that gives them stress. Um, they, they feel like they are locked up in a box all the time. They don't have room to grow. They don't have room to feel alive. And they are stuck in there because they believe that I have to do this for 10, 15 years to get to where my boss who is having fun has gotten to. But there are so many opportunities out there that can make you have the life of happiness and freedom while you are working to achieve whatever um, financial goals you have set for yourself. You don't need to get up there before by the time you get there stress has probably taken over your life it has caused you so many 
illnesses, you know, as women, especially so many hormonal illnesses comes from stress. The moment we are stressed and we keep piling up the stress before we realize it's become something else. And it's also a limiting belief. You can find something to do that would keep you happy, you know, keep you in a good mood all the time while still reaching your financial goals. And one of the things I've noticed is that you would keep waiting, looking for more and more and more. We are never satisfied as human beings. So you need to find happiness in the now. Don't wait till later. Don't wait till you make it. Don't wait till you reach that big goal. We need to create small wins, you know, I mean, small goals and then achieve those goals and then, you know, count them as wins. Celebrate every win because life is unpromised. And each day is each day is beautiful, each day is precious. And if you live your life appreciating the little things on whatever you do, you find that the big things come to you. That's what I believe. And when we stop limiting ourselves and limiting our achievements, you know, sometimes we just put ourselves in a box and then we forget that life is how you make it. When you dream something and you put a plan to it, you will achieve it. Sometimes we start to think, oh, what if this? What if I can't? What if I can't? I mean, what if you could? And what if you will? When we start to think in that way, you know, being positive all the time. I mean, life life itself is hard to live. It hits us all the time with bad things when we don't even call for it. And so if you do not face it with a positive um mindset and then a positive disposition it will hit you hard so sometimes i tell people that when i'm going through something i think it is how i face it that makes me stronger you know when i'm already positive about life and positive about whatever is going to come out of it i'm always looking at what i can learn from the situation what positive thing i can pick from it how i can help someone else with my bad situation i end up finding strength in that very um reason and you know i i, I just i'm able to break some of the um, limiting beliefs i mean i'm not staying positive has always helped um in my journey yeah Thank you for all those great, great responses. I like the part where you say um, people want to take your service for free, particularly for for the people who work in the areas of um, providing counsel, advice. You know how in, in, in mm-hmm. I don't know if in some time past, a lot of these things, you just go to someone, they give you advice for free. And then you go about your life. People do not get it in our parts of the world why they should pay for this kind of thing. That I come, you just talk to me, and then you want me to pay you. <laughs> exactly. But we break the joy, you know. We find the ways of helping you live a full life. <laughs> yeah. So I find that um, it's extremely interesting. Also, an important point about um, this limiting belief of thinking that you really, really need to work like 10 years, 20 years before um, you can make it. So if you've done five years, if you've wasted five years, it's not enough. You need to do more. And and every time, you know, you begin to shift the goalpost. If you say, ah, let me try and work harder for maybe um, $5,000. 
and then you make the 5,000, then suddenly you feel like maybe that 5,000 was, it's not enough. I have opportunity to make more, not to just follow their dream, etc. So we, we, we constantly have these things that bug us and, and we, we never get satisfied. There's this thing that you also said about finding happiness each day and um, ensuring that um, each day is taken for what it is, that it's been a precious a precious day but as we cannot have this conversation without talking about fear because fear is one of the in fact i don't know if it's the most guilty one i think so i think fear is the most guilty negative emotion like negative vibe negative emotion that um, keeps everyone because all the questions that we ask stem from fear all the those questions the negative questions that we ask are what ifs that um people will judge us what if i feel if i become poor <laughs> if i become poor by making this choice if i there are so many um questions how do we tackle the root cause of fear in our life how do we handle this thing this might be a difficult question but how do we deal with the root cause of fear how have you done it yourself if you have some personal experience you could share so before i ended my last statement i said it's it's not as though i have completely dealt with my own demons but how i've been able to cope with a lot of issues surrounding fear is to just take it one day at a time there's always going to be the fear of failure i'm someone who would easily give up things because I'm afraid to fail. And I think it took me having a child to really face that fear head on. And I had to tackle it task um, task by task. So instead of, you know, thinking about how can I break this fear of failure, how it looks so abstract. But when I take one task, like my master's, I started my master's in 2017 and I should have finished in 2019. Well, I I did not, I didn't finish my um, project work, but I finished all the coursework surrounding it. And then um, baby came in, so I put it on hold. Um, there was even a, a situation that made me not finish to begin with. Then baby came in, I put it on hold. I tried to go back. But now I just started building this whole thing of, what if I couldn't finish? What if? And every day kept on passing. And then I started thinking about how difficult supervisors were, how difficult this was, how difficult it was to have a baby and want to go and finish, how difficult. I was thinking about all the difficult things. So in 2020, I think during the COVID era, I started thinking about the whole thing and how this whole issue of being afraid to fail such that I start to put things away, waiting for the right time when I think that I'm okay with, you know, I'll be confident enough to face my, my, my fears and face everything. But I started taking it one thing at a time. I would have um, set a goal for my day and then challenge myself to finish all the things I have set for my day just to be able to fight that whole thing of letting things go because I'm afraid it may fail. So when I set a a daily goal, um, one of the things was like, 
um, post on your business, call this person, check on this person, do a follow up on this client, and I started doing that. And so in 21, um, 2021, I, I felt, okay, I was ready to go on to the bigger task. I know the book, um, Eat That Frog, says sometimes try to tackle the bigger ones. But for me, I felt I needed something to keep me consistently feeling like I can complete this task. I can complete this task. I just need to take it one day at a time. And so when I felt I was ready enough, I went back and I'm working on my project work now. And honestly, it's 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 a whole lot of things. You know, the fear of um, being a failure among your circle, I've had to deal with. It was more or less in my head, you know, me feeling, okay, so this person is talking about, um, you know, they are talking about all the big monies now, taking in salaries and all that. Then you are thinking, oh, when we all go out together, they want to talk about, oh, and my boss said this, and then the company is going here. <laughs> and, I, I was wondering why I was intimidated by some of these statements because I had a whole lot of other things too that they would say, you know what, I wish I could do this you were doing. I wish I could do that. I just had to see it for them appreciating me for being in my line, in my lane, you know, and not than something I had probably created in my own head. And so the fear of feeling that somebody was going ahead than I was, you know, I had to break it for my own self. Somebody wasn't appreciating me. But the moment I put that price tag on myself and started to value myself, I realized that the interactions with me changed. They started to also, more or less, maybe then they were not even behaving the way I thought they were behaving towards me. But maybe I started to notice that they were life than I was. And I had because I had broken that fear, I probably started to notice or I put that sort of mark on myself for people to know that, okay, you need to relate with her in that way. So um, um on fears. Um, I have I answered this question well. I, I well, that's for my personal experience. Yes, definitely, I definitely. Hope. I've truly enjoyed this. I've truly enjoyed this this part. Now you said something important regarding valuing oneself, and I believe that for anybody who is keen on making their passion to purpose journey, they need to first of all value who they are, value um, the abilities that they have, and actually believe in those abilities that they can actually make a contribution towards something. And in that way, they're willing to follow their passion. As we come to the end of our conversation, is there any um, piece of advice you could give to someone listening now who um, is contemplating and thinking about um, finding their joy, finding their happiness in the things that they do and um, holding back, what would you be able to tell this person as a person who has 
make this journey yourself. Yes. So I was saying that if if there is uh, um, if you had to say a few words to someone who would want to walk the path that you've walked, if you want to, if there is something you can say to encourage someone who wants to uh, make the passion to purpose journey, but they are hesitant, what would you say to that person as we bring our conversation to a close? Okay. So I would say definitely follow your passion but learn more about the area. Um, I've noticed that sometimes we are so passionate about something that we think that we know everything about it because it's coming from a place of passion. But we need to learn more about the area and learn to monetize it. I think I played small for a very long time, you know, being afraid to charge people. I didn't want people to say, oh, this, you know, because then there was no value on my own self and what I was doing, you know, from my own, you know, perspective. But learn to monetize what you are giving. And before you can monetize it, make sure it's going to give value. The moment there's value attached, people will pay to receive the value from what you give. That's what I noticed. So to join this, you know, follow your passion first and foremost. Learn more about the area you are going into. And don't stop learning. Keep learning because there's always something new out there. And then learn something that you can give us added value that maybe the next person doing the same thing may not be given. That is something that would differentiate you from the other person out there because you must have a niche. And most of the time when we all have our niche, people, we, there's always people who would want to come to you if they can identify with the value you give. So um, those are just a few words I'll give. Once you identify these things and then you put them to work, have a plan, take it every single day, you know, day by day, work on it. And don't wait till you reach there before you're happy. Take it each day, wake up every morning and choose, you know, your happiness while you're working at it. And then everything will work together for your good. Wow, lovely. Thank you so much, Dee, for your time this evening and for sharing with us today. I find it very interesting what you've just said about waking each waking up each day and choosing happiness. I've utterly enjoyed this conversation with you. So much to, to talk about on this episode on passion to purpose journey. I truly enjoy what you shared with us today, your personal vulnerabilities, what you've learned along the journey how you were able to overcome the naysayers and the success you have now. I wish you all the very best in everything that you do on this journey as you fulfill your purpose of helping others to find health and happiness. Thank you, Dee, and God bless you for what you do. I hope that many more people would begin to take bold steps on their journey towards Yes, towards their passion, um, to their purpose. I hope to come your way again on this episode, again, using the passion to purpose hashtag with another person who has followed their passion in the next episode. Thank you for joining me on Coffee and Stars. I appreciate you all and cheers. <laughs>